0: Hello everyone and welcome to the North vs South FPL podcast featuring myself Heath and my co-host Date. How are you buddy? I'm
1: very good Heath, um, very good indeed. Um, let me start by saying due to um, budget cuts in our podcast and um, my, my sound may not sound as good today. We have a microphone issue which is being taken up with Amazon at the moment and it's all down to a two and a half year old and wanted to play with my new microphone in the bathtub. So thank you to my my son, who's um he had a fun time anyway, but it's not helping our huge listeners and to um hear some great sound, I guess. So yeah. But Fair uh,
0: other, other than that, I'm great. Okay. So this week we have the game week review, which is gonna be a lot of fun for for me. We have our standard shit list. We have our hit list we have our north versus south mini league update we've got a scouted team feature which state has very kindly taken on leicester city and we've got our game week preview now there's no quiz this week i think that last quiz took it out of both of us probably me trying to find something to really ruin state which it did to a certain extent i could tell his confidence is drained a bit he's blaming the mic but actually he's very down the dump still from that quiz but yeah. we, we decided after splitting the podcast in two that maybe we need to bring it down a notch with the time so that you guys can kind of be able to listen to this on your commute or wherever you're listening to it on your dog walk whatever and not feel like you have to come back for seconds so we're doing you guys a favor you can thank us later uh by giving us all sorts of reviews and ticks and I don't know, thumbs up ticks. and oh, ticks.
1: I, do you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're not we're not teachers, but not, you know, we're not marking essays Seriously, I tell you.
0: You've I have, I think. We we also have our game week preview this week, but we're well aware there's an international break and we've got a lot of a lot of good content coming up for you during that international break. So yeah, you enjoy this episode, but you've got to you've got to know that there's there's a lot to come next week, like we did previous international break. In fact, I think last time maybe we gave them a bit too much because I had some people telling me that I didn't even realize that we had a Q and A. Which, if you haven't listened to it, it's a Q and A with State. It's brilliant. I well, we we both really enjoyed it. It's probably yeah. the only podcast it's under forty five minutes. I think
1: swift wasn't it. I was like the flash. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was good. Um, so I feel like rather than jump into the game week review, we have to pay our respects to the FA Cup this week. There was quite a big game. Bromley is the place that I'm from, and Rotherham is the team that state supports. And let's just say two quick fire goals in the is it end of the first half or beginning of the second yeah, half?
1: End of first half.
0: End of the first half. I was um, Ben Wilds'
1: goal was fantastic. Right, right, Did did you Top did you team.
0: actually play a, a like a full strength team or did you play and reserves?
1: Yes, no, we actually
0: had quite a strong side out to be
1: fair. Most of the guys have been, been starting most of the season. Were, I think one or two that who would not maybe start all the time, but um, yeah, the majority regular. So I think you know, Warney took it seriously, gave Bromley a lot of respect and you know, it was a big day out for Bromley I'm going to a uh, a club that will be back in the Championship next season. They handled them, acquitted themselves quite well, barring a lad who went, went through one of our, our lads for the red card in the second half, which was a bit of a naughty challenge. But um, no, nah, I think bronner did well. They won the best game of the weekend. The best game of the weekend is in the town closest, close to where I live, Halifax. Did you see that result in the episode? No,
0: tell me, tell me. Halifax Town 7, Maidenhead
1: United 4. <laughs> it was 4 3 at the end of the first innings as well. Really? So, yeah. Second innings, Halifax went and moved away. You know, they're both in the same division, in the National Conference. Halifax, like, towards the top end, made down at the bottom. But 7 4, you had tickets for that game. wasn't goal thriller, you had your money to that there.
0: Nice. Yeah, Good no, I, I wasn't aware of that. I, I only checked out, I was, was walking around Canterbury Primark yeah. with my other half. Feeling a little bit hard done by, and I was checking the scores. I could see it was nil nil at the Bromley game, and I thought, oh, go on, get through to half time. I don't know. There's there's a certain app that tells you. Uh, I think it's called Flash Score. Or oh yeah. Uh, we we're, we're not promoting this app, by the way. I'm just saying that I used it, and I was like thinking, oh, maybe they got confused with the first goal because you literally just scored one, and then it yeah. said Rotherham chance. I thought, well, they just scored. It can't be. Oh, it's two nil. Oh, okay, game over. <laughs>
1: scrappy second all, but
0: um, yeah. And then Will,
1: Will Greg came on off the bench and
0: scored the, the third. Like you that. say, though, it's a, it's a day out for the Bromley fans, and like you're confident about promotion. I'm confident about Bromley's promotion to the league for the first time in their history. I think it's only a matter of time. It's either going to happen this season or next. They've got games in hand to go to the top. I can see it happening, to be honest. Mm. Not that I actually ever go to any games at the moment. It's, it's just not happening. happening at the moment. Uh, yeah, because it's <laughs> Because I go to Watford games. Yeah. Um, which, you,
1: spot, yeah. you want to spot being on the team instead of real.
0: football. Well, actually, do you know what? Yeah, that, I was going to say Watford and other Premier League teams could learn a lot from Rotherham by giving the, the cup respect, which, to be honest, I the one thing... Oh, we're going off on a little bit of a tangent here. <laughs> going to go against the whole thing of... Um, the whole point of bringing this podcast down... You know, in in time wise, but yeah, League Cup, they need to they need to improve the League Cup by giving us some kind of incentive so that people actually play their better teams. That's the one thing in football that I feel like they really haven't nailed, and it winds me up because there's a trophy there to be won, and if you you know even a team like Watford or a team like Leicester or a team like you know even Spurs, when you think about it, they could win the League Cup. That would be a big big deal. But yeah, they need um, they need to get incentive. All right, let's 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 stop. You know we've 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 talked about magic know, the, of the, the, FA Cup. the magic yeah. of the FA Cup. We're we're there. I I'd tell you what would be great if you guys drew us in the in the third round.
1: No, it, it's not your place. I'm not going coming down again. Well, just you just I'm come in the home season. end. You
0: come in the home end. Be sociable like you did last time.
1: No. Well, no, actually, it was the
0: other way around. <laughs> We, we played it
1: completely wrong since there was no beer in, um, in your end, But, uh, yeah, I think um are well, not well, happy about that. was was not happy. I he's mean,
0: uh, he, he's not let it go. I think this was now seven years ago. He's still talking about the lack of beer in the away end.
1: No beer. There wasn't a lack of. There was no. I mean, so there was, the was definitely empire. beer
0: in there somewhere. The Northerners somehow getting it in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It, was, it was in our bellies
1: still since we'd had a few of the bar around the it. Okay,
0: let's crack on with the Game Week review. So if you've not listened to this podcast before, just just to highlight what, what we're all about. So State is a Northerner. I am a Southerner. State can only pick players from Northern teams and I can only pick players from Southern teams. So that is a reason why I didn't have Mo Salah. And actually State this week didn't have Mo Salah either. We'll get to that. Yeah, the Game Week review... Say, so how, did, how did it all go for you, mate? Good
1: game week for me, to be fair. Not bad at all. I think, you know, yeah, as Heath sort of alluded, I wasn't allowed to play Mo Salah because I lost it in last week's not um, quiz, which Heath kindly gave us a, a fantastic quiz to work on. It was a very fair quiz. I would like to say that I am not bitter about it at all. I, I believe in each person getting the right to put their own quiz on board. He finally got a, a win from the quiz, which, I mean, we've been waiting for that for, what, 11, 11 game weeks now. I know we've not done a quiz each week, but it's still that long, at least since he's won one. So, so No Salah was on my bench there, and he was my third sub as well. I couldn't even add to name him as a, as a third sub, so that basically will not be to play. But have no fear. There's... I had backup for this, deny not I Heath? I had a great backup plan and it came very, very good. at Old Trafford. So anyway, let's go into my team. In there, Cashbrush Michael, three points. I mean, better than his usual, two points, but more um, or less, so I uh, can't grumble with that, but um, yeah, three points from him. Then a back three, Connor Cody with a big one point. Massive Connor, massive indeed. Ruben Diaz, Man City, six points. Nice clean sheet from Ruben. And then the star of the show, Mr. Cancelo. He got 14 points in this game week. However, given I couldn't play Salah or captain him, and not to blow my own show too much, I thought, hang on a minute, they're going to do well here. Cancelo gets forward, he could get some assists here. Oh, yeah, you're right, listeners. I did captain Cancelo. So he got me 28 points. Anyone else have the balls to do that, respect you. I don't think many people will have done because I'm just levels of in these things sometimes. Mystic neck. <laughs> Miss, mystic state, as, as they could call me now.
0: <laughs> it's not very catchy. No, it's not. But right now, it's
1: serving purpose. So, So, yeah, Cancelo got me 28 points. In the end. How do you feel about that, Heath?
0: No, fair fair play to you. I'll have a bit of a moan on the shit list.
1: More happy for me, please.
0: No, I, 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 am happy for you. I just, I just think for the last maybe four or five game weeks, I've just been thinking that you're the whole. I've always been thinking it's only a matter of time before State's team starts to crumble because Salas, you know, got to have a bad day. Duh, duh, duh. Finally, you know, I, I win a quiz or I put a quiz that you, you, you don't hit the benchmark, and Salah comes out your team, and I'm thinking, okay. Well, who's going to carry his team this week? And you could have captained anyone else but Cancelo. And I think I would have won the game week. You, you like overall, player for player, take away the captaincy. And I probably would have won the last three game weeks.
1: Well, we'll go on to your bad captaincy. No, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just
0: saying that that that's the thing that keeps keeps me going at the moment because I've lost three in a row now. I think it is maybe even four in a row. And most people give up, but. I see potential in my team and I see your team's just uh, it's just relying on one player each week
1: oh, man. I've got a superstar who's going to score me points each week you haven't, that's the difference
0: I think I have, but he's just he had like teething problems who, who's that? Mason Mount yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Barrett right. wisdom
0: tooth problems come on Professional so footballer having wisdom tooth problems. I think you.
1: I just think you just, you just you, your board's going to be talking to you later. Trust me, I'm gonna have a word with you. But don't you worry. I'll 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 finish off my team quickly because the rest of them didn't do bother all the <laughs> Bill Ford, <Boda>, three <laughs> points. Mary Gray, three points. Anders Townsend, three points. Cornet at uh, Burnley, or Cornet, as I'm gonna call him, one point. Kwan, two points. Jimenez, two points. Cristiano Ronaldo, one point. So, all that sorted, yeah. yeah. Bench, Norris in Net nil points, Matip got one point. Mason Holgate got a minus two. He's done yeah. well. He was actually only on the pitch for eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, and got sent off.
0: It, it oh, was no. one of those one of those tackles, wasn't it, where he's got the ball, but he's just thrown himself in, out of control, yeah. studs yeah. up.
1: Yeah. You can't do that in this, in this day and age, to be fair. Um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a definite well, I mean, back in the day, he might you might have not even got books for something like that. Probably yeah. wouldn't be a foul, but in today's modern game, which is questionable at times, um, you know, it wasn't. It, you know, it's a red card. You're not gonna, you're not gonna hide that fact. So yeah, and then Mo Salah on my bench got five points. Now the, the thing is, if you hadn't been with with Salah, had a captain in, and you just still lost by two points, so it'd have been a lot more excruciatingly close if I'd have not if if you'd have let me have Sal as captain because I would have captained Sal if mm. he on my squad but I'd have still won even if i was captained him because I'd have brought out probably Eric still playing Chelsea he'd have come
2: off.
1: So I'd have beaten you by a point or two points still. So don't feel too disheartened by that fact. Just the fact that i you know I can afford to have the best player in the game on um, as a third sub, you know, I rested in this game week I think he needed arrested the man. You know, helping you know recharge some batteries because they've got a big game against Arsenal in the next in the next fixture. Yeah, so I, I gave him a, gave him a week off. That's how I'm looking at
0: it. You, you did well, mate. Honestly, Cancelo is a captain, absolute masterclass. I have to put my hands up and say fair play to you. I don't know what's going through your heads. I don't know it why you would do such a thing, but it worked, and you deserve the credit that I'm. Throwing your way,
1: yeah. I was I was bragging about it at the football club to a few of the boys after.
0: But <laughs> <There> you were.
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah. They, they're all talking about, like, a captain this. now and my captain Cancella, and they all looked at me like, twenty-eight points, guys. And they were just like, they were all in all. Which I was just, just pushed it off. and am it, it's
0: it's mainly because this season he's been doing very well in Europe. He's been getting. Goals and assists in Europe, but then when it's come to the actual Premier League, he's not done a huge amount. He's got got clean sheets, obviously, because Man City have got a hell of a lot of those this season. But assists and third, goals.
1: But it's his third double points week though, in which isn't too bad. He's had three double point weeks. I, I get what you're saying, yeah. But he got twelve against Chelsea, twelve against Leicester, and now fourteen against Man U. So it's you know, he's got he's got why that's why I picked him because he's got the capabilities.
0: To get those big weeks, no, I, I agree. I agree. But if you're if you are a, a sane um, FPL manager and you can pick from north and south, if you've got Cancelo playing against Chelsea or Man United on, you know, obviously Man United are having a bit of a hard time, but normally away at Man United and against Chelsea, even to a certain extent against Leicester, you'd be thinking, oh, do I play Cancelo? If you've got a good fifteen, you'd be thinking, do I play in this week? And then now, now that he's got double figure holds against those three teams, he's now proven himself probably fixture proof and that you could probably play him any game because he turns up against the big clubs as well as the, the smaller clubs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's good uh, good knowledge there. But I would say that if, if I was able to pick him as a player, I would have been tempted to put him on the bench for two of those three games where he's got double points. That's probably why I'm not really anyway i i digress but yeah good week thank you what was your overall amount of points 53 53 okay so
1: doing bad but you know i'll take 53
0: so i got 42 points (laughs) didn't didn't make any (laughs) i didn't make any subs this week i robbed my transfer i thought it'd be good been making one too many subs and i just looked at my team and i thought actually there's nothing i really wanted to do I was still kind of hoping that Kieran Tierney would be back and I was kind of hoping that Asper Equator would play. Neither did. <laughs> um, but yeah, my star of the the of the week this week was Ben Foster, who saved an Aubameyang penalty. I was at the game. It was a penalty at the time I looked at and I thought that is ridiculous, but actually when I've seen the highlights, it was definitely a penalty.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah. Uh, but definitely. Foster's Foster's save personally i thought it was a fantastic save don't think that what the highlights i have watched that anyone really gave him too much credit for that but Not a good he, penalty save it was he, he saved he it,
1: throughout the game as well you know?
0: yeah he, he saved it with his, both his hand and his kind of his knee is his, like his left knee in the air it was, it was a really good save but get what you can, what you can on it
1: That's all exactly it.
0: But, yeah but yeah so he um he got 11 points so he got free bonus. He got the, the points for the penalty save and they only conceded one. So didn't get any minus. So um, then I go on to Serge Reggion. He got five points. I think he got booked and he got a clean sheet against Everton. Then Cucurella, just two points. A bit disappointing because they're playing Newcastle, but Newcastle have it in their locker to, to go to places and get results oh. against certain teams just have it in them sometimes. They're pretty unlucky not to to win that game because Sanchez obviously got sent off at the end. It was a bit of a dirty dirty challenge. I mean, it's actually a very clever dirty challenge, but it's still nonetheless a dirty challenge. Mm. And um, he got himself sent off. But yeah, Cucurelli with two points. (sighs) Yeah, it's just, his fixtures are turning now. So I'm hoping he'll start to, pay dividends but yeah Antonio Rudiger disappointed again just two points he has been pretty good for me recently so I can't complain too much and then more disappointment Saeed Ben Rama I don't know where the beginning of the season form has gone West Ham yeah yeah, I think they've just he's just kind of like passed it over to Bowen and and it's just not really working for him he he was taking. His chances he was uh, getting to good positions. Everything seems to be working from the beginning of the season. It's, it's suddenly not. But West Ham is still winning, so it doesn't really matter too much. I, I suppose I'll be a bit disappointed with the next one. Mason Mount with one point. But I look at my bench and actually the only person who would have come off my bench is, you know, our man, Musa Sissoko. Yeah. normally hey, on the he let, two-pointer. He let you
1: down this week on the yeah.
0: one point. I know. Disappointing, but... You know, so ultimately Mount with one point wouldn't have made any difference if I'd have kept him on the bench. I kind of had an inkling that he might have played against Burnley, wasn't to be. Now, I guess my start in in general at the moment has to be Emil Smith-Rowe. Eight points,
2: scored, clean sheet.
0: Ultimately, very, very lucky goal. I'm sure all the Arsenal fans will agree with me. And my captain this week was Youngmin Son. He got me six points. He got a clean sheet. And basically, that's was just a three points double at six. Then I've got Antonio. Honestly, I'm boring myself just reading out my team. Antonio, two points. Harry Kane, two points. And Ivan, Tony, one point. My bench, uh, Ray is still injured. And he's going to be for, for quite a few months. Tierney's still injured. Aspid is out of favor at the moment, playing in Europe rather than playing the Prem, and Sissoko was always going to be on my bench against Arsenal. So, 42 points, I am second in the league to the state, and it's going to be a... Yeah, Jesus, so it's, you're now on 21 points, I'm on 12. That relegation also, is, is is already looking...
1: clear of you in the accumulation
0: as well. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a long way back, but you know, I can make up quite a few points around January when the African Nations Cup's on. Yeah, I just, just need, I just need a bit of luck, really. I need to win a game week and get myself back on track. These guys have lost a lot of confidence over the last few weeks and I need to inspire them. But let's, um, let's, let's, let's move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's, just, let's just stop talking about that. Let's just talk about other stuff.
1: It's a great inspiring strike force you've got there. Just so you're
0: Honestly, though, no, like Conte signing for Spurs has given me a bit of a injection of, of confidence, but none of them really did anything. I think Re- Reguilón could have scored. Harry Kane but, really didn't seem that inspired like I thought he might have been. And Son's always plugging away, but it just... He's going to show them up
1: defensively first to Conte. They need to show up at the back, you know, make sure they don't concede goals. He's going to do that, lay the foundations first and then he's going to start bringing in some... Because it, You know, he's not an overly attacking manager anyway. Um, I think, you know, but um, I think especially with what Spurs have got, he's, he's got, it's got... It's going to be a tough tough, it's a tough job, tough assignment, you know. But, um, he, he's I'm, gone through sure he himself, hasn't he? Uh, you know, they've got leads in the next game at home, so they've got to be thinking three points there and getting back on the, on the winning wagon, you know. Oh, it is,
0: so, so. It's a good wagon, isn't it? You know all about that wagon at the moment, right? I'm, I'm a very, very good
1: winner. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I excel at it at the moment. It's, it's all going well. All going well. And, um, yeah, yeah, the, the league tables don't lie. But anyway, on to, from going on to being really good at winning things and stuff like that, there's gone some really shit things. That's, how I, that's where the fun comes into it. I reckon he's going to have a great shit list for us this week, guys. If he doesn't, I can add to his shit list for him because I have plenty of options for him as well and that. So yeah, let's let's see what he's got for us. So anyone who doesn't understand the shit list, well, the list the, the name says it all. We can have up to five players or referees or managers. Sometimes we've picked whole teams. Sometimes we picked each other. He's been on my shit list several times already. Um he's not going to be on it this week, I don't think. I think he's um he's paid his dues. So um, but without further ado, let's listen
0: to the E-fies shit list. Okay, so I'll start off with the letter of the shit list and then I'll move on until I get to the, the strongest part of my shit list. So I'll start with what I deem as shit list and I'll start with two players who were playing in two separate games who had absolutely no bearing on my game week whatsoever but I feel like I want to call them out for being shit, shithousery, something like that. I don't know how exactly you would deem it. Just plain cheating kind of winds me up and therefore I always want to expose it and put them on my shit list. So the first one goes to Richarlison outright, just trying to get someone sent off. Believe it was uh, the Spurs centre-back from Atlanta. What's his name?
1: Oh, Romero.
0: Yeah, him. So I think he went, his head slightly went towards Richarlison and it's pathetic, you know, Richarlison putting his head down as if he'd been punched or something, or headbutted or whatever. Just pathetic. Can't stand that. Not a big fan of that. And then we move on to Anwar El 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 Ghazi at Aston Villa. Similar, not as bad probably, but on a booking, Dive's in the box. Referee allows advantage, doesn't come back to call the dive. VAR is un, un, unable to actually call back a second yellow card. So, yeah, he, he was able to get away with that. Can't stand diving, can't stand the whole trying to get players sent off and all that it just really winds me up. So they're both on my shit list this week. And like I say, it's got nothing to do with FPL. Just They're just dickheads, really, in my opinion. Next one is all about FPL. This was his his game week to shine. Ivan, Tony, well, I guess... It's
1: going if, down, Bradford.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that they're <laughs> an interesting prospect as a club, as a team, and a lot of people like them. And unfortunately for myself, I did have this feeling that they were going to be the Sheffield United of a few seasons ago and Leeds United of last season team who weren't afraid just to go for it and you know took on teams and were high pressing and taking their chances when they came but at the moment things aren't falling into place and they just seem way off the pace and I think that their goalkeeper getting injured seems to have made a big difference but losing to Norwich at home I'll be honest with you I called it at work we do a score predictions there I actually put down Norwich to win 2-1 because how often do you see that where Two teams who get promoted. One team, you know, starts off really well. The one struggles, and they're the ones who goes away from home and 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 gets the result. But it was a a strange result. But Brentford didn't look like they really did a huge amount. They had the chance. Tony's flick on to Bumo, which was called offside correctly. That was, I guess, the only chance. I think what I'm hearing at the moment is that Tony's not really a particularly good FPL. Player points wise, he's a good player, but he's not going to score you a huge amount of points. He's just yeah. he works works hard off the ball. Probably not too dissimilar to you know like a Christian Benteke or something. Actually, I don't even know if he does work that hard off the ball. To be honest, he doesn't look like he does, but maybe he does. Palace fans, correct me if I'm wrong. But what I'm saying is that he's someone who brings other players into the into the game. And he and Tony, I. I do know just by watching him in games that I've seen with him playing, he he does work hard off the ball, but he just doesn't, he had the game against Wolves where I feel like I've just remembered that one game or something. And I assumed that he'd be like that the whole season. And he literally just done it in one game where he just looked like he was tearing them apart and yeah. he could have scored three or four goals that game. But after that, he's had his moments, but really he's been disappointed for the last four game weeks, really. And the The frustrating thing is, is that, He's got quite a tempting fixture next week with, uh, or in on uh, next next game week against Newcastle, and they've still got some good fixtures coming up. So it's 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 hard because you want to take him out with players who aren't on form. You want to take them out, but when they've got decent enough fixtures, you think, oh, give him one more week. But I've been doing that for four game weeks, and he's done fuck off. <laughs> um <laughs> No, so yeah, he's he's on my shit list. I'm not gonna put Harry Kane on my shit list this week. I can't be bothered. I'm not gonna waste my breath with him. He costs so much money, it's just winding me up. So I'm not even gonna go into the detail about him. So the next next thing that's on my shit list, not person thing, is karma. Karma is is on my shit list because karma can be a bitch, and it has been a bitch to me. So the whole giving State the fine. I really enjoyed that last week uh, when I was editing this podcast, I was really enjoying how excited and happy you were at the beginning of the podcast and how frustrated and pissed you were at the end. (laughs) And now look at me. Oh Oh. dear, I deserve it. I deserve it. I shouldn't take uh, joy out of people's anger. Yeah,
1: you definitely do deserve it. I'm not
0: going to to deny that at all. But I'm I'm not going to put myself on my shit list this week. Not this week. I'm not going to allow myself to indignity of that I'm, I'm taking myself off my own shit list from last week i'm not putting myself on because i did the right thing just because you played a very good hand does not mean that i did anything wrong i didn't do anything wrong I, the right quiz the right fine he got points seller you know and i did the right thing so I'm, I'm not to blame here it's just fair play you know hands up credit where credit is due but karma's on my shit list along with Ivan Tony, Richarlison and El Ghazi. So that's my shit list. Oh, and by the way, no Arsenal players. No, even though I went to the Emirates the other day, I'm not going to complain about that. I'm just going to leave it out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> leave it out there. I mean, to be fair, even though maybe Arsenal's goal shouldn't have stood, they should have been well
0: clear by our time. That that's exactly the reason why I I, I went with one of my Arsenal mates. It's is clear and obvious that Arsenal were going to win that game of football. Really, it was just a matter of time when that goal was going to go in. It's the just, only, the, you know, know mean, it's, it it, like yeah, it's, it's frustrating how it went in, but the fact is they deserve to win, so that's the reason why I'm not complaining. No, no fair enough.
1: I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm happy for Arsenal winning because. I'm in a last man standing competition, right? And it's a ten and a half grand pot. Geez so ten and a half grand to the winner. Or the, when you get to the last four you can you can do now in the first game week which was the week before, pretty much seven hundred plus people at either City or Liverpool, and neither of them won. So seven hundred people went out. I had Chelsea that week and I went for Arsenal this week at home at Watford. So I'm still in it. There's about 130 people left in it out of like a thousand. And we've only had two game weeks. So people are dropping like five. So I was very happy Arsenal won that game because I'm still in with a chance for a 10 and a half grand pot. So you know.
0: The question is know. who are you gonna go for next game week? Well,
1: <laughs> this is where I'm probably gonna screw it up because I'm gonna try and do some smart, like you know, and you know, look at look at someone like Newcastle or Brentford. Yeah, Brentford.
0: I was going to say, who who have you still got to pick?
1: Well, I can I, I can only not pick Chelsea and Arsenal.
0: I would strongly recommend going for Man United. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Man United
1: are better away from home than they are at home, so it is a consideration. But you, at the moment, you still know which Man United is turning up. Um, yeah, but
0: they're playing Watford, and and I, you know, as much as I'm a massive Watford fan, the fact is that. We don't look like we get anywhere near any of the top top teams. You know, well, you've got a chance against Man U, then, are not you? Hey.
1: <laughs> but, you know, yeah, there's options. Spurs at home Leeds, you know, could that be one. Spurs could overcome it, get a few more weeks. City at home to Everton. Everton are looking very poor at the moment. And, you know, I'm, I think City should should be able to damage them. You know, yeah, Man United at Watford could happen. Newcastle, there's options. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my time over it and probably leave it until I'm a little bit tipsy one night and then make my pick that way. So that'll be the option. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Keep <laughs> us updated. Keep us updated. We want to <laughs> know.
1: Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, my shit list this week. I mean, to be fair, I put a lot of my team on it because most of them are pretty damn crap. <laughs> so you know, it's, you know. So two players really sort of scored decent enough points. I mean, the rest of it, although Phil Foden played quite well actually for City. Did you
0: hit the post? Did he?
1: Yeah, hit the post and he was would, he would just everywhere and he caused a lot of problems. But obviously, he didn't get the assist, so he didn't score the goal. So, you know, obviously, he only got one bonus point, but, you know, he, he played really well. I mean, in De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva and Jesus were just like killing United off the ball. Because whenever United had the ball in their own half deep, them four were just all over them everywhere. And see, I think for the first 30 minutes of the game, I don't think United got out of their, um, out of their own half, really. And then Ronaldo had a shot on target, which I loved because I, I put on that, that you can get on Sky. Ronaldo had a shot on target, three to one or something. You can only put 250 on it, but it's a win. But yeah, I think, yeah, in terms of people actually on my shit list this week, I'm gonna to have to put Cristiano Ronaldo on there because you you tossed him in and you're not producing and it's becoming a bit of a problem for me now. And it's you know you're at that point where you know do you, do you take him out or well, probably not? Like said, they're playing Watford next, so you probably got to keep him in for that. in him. <laughs> yeah, Maybe, but um, you know Liverpool at home to Arsenal. Salah does well against Arsenal, so I'm probably not gonna take it away from him to be fair. Although he's now two goals without a game, he's got assists in both of those games, so he's still getting
0: points. Terrible um, form. Absolutely yeah. awful form.
1: He's got, he's got five assists in his last five games. He's got one assist in every one of his last game, five games. I mean
0: yeah, I'd I'd expect two assists or at least a goal. Well, <laughs> he only needs an assist to
1: be better than any of your teams. So you know really <laughs> um, no, sorry, not not, not ESR. E S R he's he's the man, so forges to to other. I'm Ben Foster this week. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, most of my sides should be on my shit list. So, um, yeah, we'll start with Cristiano Ronaldo on there. me a lot of money. And, you know, just the work rate doesn't seem to be there for him. But, I mean, he's never been that sort of player. I feel me wrong. But I think, you know, I don't think that Solskjaer actually wanted to sign him. You know, United wouldn't have signed him if, if he was going to be going to a Barcelona or to Real Madrid, they only went to sign him because they didn't want City to have him. I think, I mean, I, I'm probably wrong.
0: But... It's similar to Alexis Sanchez, wasn't it? They, they, City yeah. were going for Sanchez, and, and Man United yeah. felt like they just had to kind of, yeah, I mean,
1: we're not Ronaldo's world class, and you know, he's finished against Spurs the other week with quality. You know, the guy's got ability, quality, you know, and I'm not down in that, but I just don't think he was. What United were trying, what and what Solskjaer were trying to build towards, and I think you know Ronaldo's now, he's he's still big, you know he's he's the man in the dressing room. It's not Solskjaer. I would imagine Ronaldo's got a control on Solskjaer over in there, you know, and it seems to be affecting Bruno Fernandes a little bit. Who knows? But
0: um, it was yeah. pretty petulant again uh, the other day against City, but he was petulant a couple of weeks back against Liverpool, yeah, with these strange tackles. Yeah, you know, that one against De Bruyne where he threw himself in, where De Bruyne was already going down, it just last minute of the game. What's the point? He's used to winning games,
1: isn't he? You know, he's been at Juventus, having it easy for the last number three, four years, haven't he? Because you have not had a challenge until last season when Inter Milan finally came to the party a bit. So, yeah, I I just see that as a a case. So, so, yeah, Ronaldo, you're on my, my shit list. Other other players on my shit list, I mean, it's only because the team just didn't perform. It's like, you know, Wolves players, Cody, him and didn't really do much for Wolves against Palace, you know, so just bad performances, that's why you're on my shit list. I'm not going to keep you there, you've done all right, but it only takes a bad performance for me to put you on my shit list, to be honest with you. The other person going on my shit list, this this week is none other than most controversial, or no. But you were meant to get just the two points when I'm when you're my third sub, alright? Don't I don't want risks like that again, okay? Take it easy when you're on my third bench. Tell Jurgen you don't want to play the game. You need a, a week off, and then there's no risk of you getting injured, okay? I don't want you getting close to like to Aaron, Aaron Gresswell taking trying to take your knee out and stuff. No, I'm just doing it for your own good. You're on my shit list, so that next week when I captain you, bang,
0: three goals. I really hope he's taken that personally. I really hope. Yeah.
1: I'm sure it will. Work before, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, it's a bit of
1: a mock quick shit list, that really, for me. Like I said, most of my team should be on it because they're just not performing. It's got to be a point. I've had a good game week still in the end, so I've got to be happy with that. So yeah, um, all, all good, really, on that front, from, from my point of view.
0: Nice. Okay, well, let's move on to something a bit more positive, which is our hit list. And this is similar to the shit list is a max of five players. Basically we're looking for players that we believe right now, if you haven't got in your team, you should be thinking about bringing them in state. Do you want to provide us with your group of hit players?
1: Yeah, no problem. So number one on my hit list is my fellow podcast presenter and host Hefe. He goes on my, on my hit list guys. If you want your team, if you want someone to come on board, t- tell you to take somebody out of your team which, and, it, and it brings options. If anyone's ever watched the film Moneyball before where they, they get rid of D- Damon and Giambé and then there's that moment where Jonah Hill tells Brad Pitt, I think mean, he gives you great options. Well, Heathie telling me to get rid of Salah for the week gave me great options. And the best options was sell there. So Heath, you are, you are on the hit list.
0: It's an, honor. it's an honour. It's yeah. an honour. First one of us to be on a hit list. I didn't think yeah. it would be me. I didn't think I'd be on your hit list. Nah, that's you. I've got to give you
1: some credit for, for what you did. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm very, very gracious. I'm very of it.
0: But You um, are welcome. How about this? How about this? All right. We we keep this going, you know, maybe, maybe just, you know, I'll tell you what to do for next game week. Maybe p- put Salah on the, on the bench again and see how you get on. Make Cancelo but- captain again. Just see, uh, put put your money where your mouth is. Well, maybe, but the thing is, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to. I don't need to do that because you got a healthy lead, mate. Maybe you should get cocky about it. You know, Oh, well,
1: maybe, but you know, we don't want to be too too cocky now, do we? So, <laughs> that's the other thing to go, but anyway, yeah, I think um, in terms of hit list, um I mean, one lad who will be worth looking at. Um, his value's come down massively since the start of the season. Well, point five million from seven million to six point five million, and um, you know. Against Leeds, played played well, scored a goal, and you know looked back to what it was like last season before he got injured, and I think that's Harvey Barnes. And you know I know I put yuri Teumans on last week, but Harvey Barnes, the fact they he start, started the game again and you know looked lively, looked like he got some of that fitness, and because he, he's obviously lost some of coming out of injury, because he was a, a big, big injury, so Harvey Barnes could be worth a shout at just six point five million, because you know. Brendan likes his win is getting forward, getting into the box as well, and they get a chance to score some goals. So yeah, Harvey Barnes is definitely one to have in there. Um, a really obvious one. And it's it, this this guy will cost you money, but you got to, if you've got the money, put it in. You have got to be put in looking at Trent Alexander Arnold in there if you've not done all done so already. He's seven point seven million, so he, he costs you money, but he gets you points, you know the assist he's coming out with at the moment, the quality, he's getting points, you know, Liverpool, the beating teams, yeah, they got beat at the weekend so they're no clean sheet, but he scored a goal, he takes three kicks, he takes corners, even in, you know, in, in game, you know, not from dead set pieces, he gets the ball out wide, even deep, he's got the ability to put those balls in in those areas, so he'd be on my hit list if you've got, if you're looking to buy a big fullback because I think um, big fullbacks are quite, you know, quite key. Your goal-scoring fullbacks or your the, the point-scoring fullbacks that are out there at the moment. There's a great lot of options, you know, which um, Heath can go into these southern ones. But you know, the likes of Reece James, you know, he's, he's scoring points as well. He's scoring goals. Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, these Ben Chilwell, these are fullbacks of the highest quality. who are getting forward, getting assists, getting goals. And, you know, you, you, you probably, you can't afford not to have at least one of them in there. And if you can have two of them in there, get two of them in. You know, I'm sure if me and he could pick both North and South ones, we'd have at least two of those four players in our side. I, I could guarantee I guarantee that. You know, I'd be making sure for 5.9 million, each James would be mine. But yeah, 7.7 million for Alexander-Arnold is a lot of money. But again, if you've got our money to spend, spend it on him. And then put four million into some Sunshine Defender because Alexander Arnold will get more points than what two average defenders will get. All the other ones that I probably have on my hit list will, will probably be more, you know, looking at how things are working at the moment, will probably a bit more in your southern players. Because I've, from last week, when you're looking at fixtures lists coming up, I mean, I've been looking towards your teams who obviously got some nice fixtures coming up now. So, um, if you look at Leeds United, I said him last week, I'll definitely emphasise it this week, get Rafinha in your team, if you've not done so already. I'm, I'm trying to work him in into my team at the moment. There's a, a few t- a few problems when it comes to, to financials in getting in there, but the guy's in some great form. Um, I said it last week and then I say it again now because, yeah, they've got Spurs and Brighton away in the next game, but they're still looking dangerous. So Leeds and those two teams are, are not in great form. Then they've got Palace at home and Brentford at home. Again, Palace are doing well, but those are games where Rafinha can score some goals. And he's generally the one who's going to get the but of points for Leeds as well. So, yeah. Those are the ones in my hit list this week. Um, it's not a full list because I think, you know, some of them I've just been repeating from the previous. one. But...
0: I'm going to go against that code of repeating myself and I'm going to talk about one player that I've already mentioned a couple of weeks ago who I think that you you need to bring in your team. Now this is going to, it's getting silly. The guy seems to be performing every week. It's Connor Gallagher at Crystal Palace. Mm. He's just been unbelievable. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, when I, I, I had him on my hit list, I said, you know, at the beginning when he joined Palace, it, you know, we all knew that he'd been at West Brom the season before done a decent enough job. They got relegated. So you couldn't get too excited about him. But this year, I don't know what Vieira said to him, but it seems to be working an absolute treat. The guy's in so many dangerous positions. He scored a game, deflected goal, but at the same time, you know, he's not afraid to, to have a shot, really, which is great to have as a centre midfielder. Palace, just everything just seems to be going really well for them at the moment. The players they're bringing in and the players are kind of resting. And, and then, you know, like Zaha, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, I think he got he was injured or something came back straight back into the team. He scored twice in two weeks, uh, but Ka- Gallagher is the one for me because it's cheaper. And and I just get this impression. I could be wrong. But I get this impression that he, he's going to be someone who plays every game, every, you know, throughout the whole season. And uh, he just looks like a, a, a strong individual to have in your fantasy team, given how cheap he is. Now, I'm now going to mention someone, I think it was brought up earlier, but someone who, I, I, if I'm being honest with you, I've not heard anyone talk about him. And now is probably the time he's he's actually. So in the overall points, Saeed rama has got 57. This guy's got 55 and barely anyone's spoken about him. It's Jared Bowen, West Ham. Now, I think maybe I'm getting a bit, there's a bit of recency bias here, but, he got two assists against Liverpool. The thing that's really kind of impressive is that actually, when you look back at his previous set of games, he's been getting a goal and assist, goal or an assist. He actually got both against Villa the week before, but before that he was getting, he had an assist against Everton, a goal against Brentford, assist against Leeds, an assist against United. And these are the games where he's been playing 90 minutes. So he's, I think he's only played there's, there's three games a season. He's played either 90 or 89 minutes, and he's not got anything. But the rest of the time, he's getting something. Yeah. And the guys only 6.3 million. it's pretty cheap. He takes set pieces. I think. I think so. Aaron Cresswell used to be the set piece taker from both sides. Now it looks like it's it's Jared Bowen from one side, and the other guy I'm going to mention now is Pablo Fornells, who I bring up. He's not done as well as Jared Bowen over the season. He's a little bit cheaper, 6 million. But he got a goal and assist against Liverpool, got a goal against Villa. He started the season pretty well, but then he's gone a bit quiet between then and now. But he is also taking the corners from the other side. Now, I probably wouldn't double up on them. Basically, it's not one corner taker. They're sharing them. But the fact is that West Ham look very dangerous from set pieces. Honestly, think that right now, after they've played Liverpool, you think to yourself, all right, well, that's the, that's the on-paper, the difficult game. They, they've been playing really, really well. And like I said, they're, they're tough to play against. They've got, still got some hard games. They've got Man City away coming up. They've got Chelsea at home coming up. But you really wouldn't write them off against anyone at the moment, especially Definitely. considering the result the other day.
1: Yeah. No, they're, they're you know, playing some great football. Uh, you know, they been good to watch. But then, what I think impressed me a lot about them in the my recent weeks is I've been, obviously, they obviously conceded two at Liverpool, but then again, conceding two at Liverpool is not actually that bad, especially if you've got three, obviously. But they've been keeping things pretty tight as well, prior, you know, they've kept a couple of clean sheets prior to that a bit more. And I think, yeah, I think that's something that West Ham does associate with them. Yeah, they've only got three clean sheets this season, but more recently, you know, they've shut out Everton, shut out Spurs with one a win. So they're showing that they have got a capability to, to do that you know, they can keep it tight as well. And, you um, know, I mean, that's another big thing about West Ham. But, I mean, that works because it's not just the defence that are playing well and, and defending from the back, but defending from the front, which is always a thing saying, you know, Antonio works hard. Ben Bowen, and Bowie and Four Niles, they've obviously been, you know, put into a look, Yeah, great when you're on the ball, but we want you working out off it, which I think they are doing. And then they've got two amazing Guys, is the holding midfielders, Declan Rice and Sue Sucek who were playing really well. I mean, Declan Rice this season, you know, scored a goal and got three assists for five, mil- for 5 million, 41 points. You know, that's a good return so far this season for someone like him, which probably most people wouldn't probably have him in the side. I would expect, but you know, I think, yeah, West Ham are just showing, you know, that they and and they're doing it whilst keeping really strong in Europe as well, which I think everyone normally sort of thinks back to the curse of playing in the Europa League, isn't it? Like, we, Especially with the squad size, that like we've got that, you're going to come undone, you know, playing in Europe with that squad size. But yeah, two two great shouts on the hit list. Um, we're, we're a really fond team.
0: That could be like the peak for, for West Ham beating Liverpool. You know, that moment where it's like everything has just fallen into place and you know, when you're playing against one of the top teams, you need to get that 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 second goal or that third goal in those positions, which they did, and they were able to hold on. But um, really impressive, and obviously Liverpool were undefeated, so that was even more impressive. But yeah, so I would say that you know you're taking a risk if you go for Bowen or Fornells, but personally, I would say that you should probably be thinking about getting one of them in if you can. And and in my situation right now, where I've got two transfers, I'm thinking. Maybe I need to take out Ben Rama and bring one of those two in. Yeah, so the other player is someone who I've I've liked for a while now. And I talked about him at podcast last year, but didn't haven't really brought him up that much. And it's uh, Leandro Trossard at Brighton. Now he scored twice in two weeks. It's not reason why I'm mentioning him. I mentioned him because he took the penalty, which is quite key here because six six point four million. He's playing for a, a Brighton team who are very confident at the moment. They seem like they can take on anyone. They got a 2-2 draw against Liverpool at Anfield the other day. Overall, they've probably been one of the most impressive teams this season. And they've kept that going. They've had a few stinkers. Uh, they got a draw at Norwich. They would have been expecting to, to probably win that one. And, and even this week, probably against Newcastle, they would have Given how well their season has been going, you, they would probably have expected to get the three points there. But they, Trossard is a very skillful player. From what I saw the other day against Newcastle, we have plenty of chances. Could have scored two or three if he's taking penalties away as well. I would, um, I would strongly recommend thinking about bringing him in. Brighton's fixtures are looking quite good as well. They got Villa away, Leeds at home, got West Ham away, Southampton away, but realistically those are games where if they're playing as well as they have been, he could be key and that there could be some good results and, and some goals. So I would think about Trossard. I think he's always in and around it. And the last player, I think I might've mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, but I don't know if he was on my hit list. I can't remember now, but is that uh, MSN, Emerson Royale at Spurs? Yeah. I think yeah. Everyone knows about on I mentioned him quite a lot, so I'm not going to talk about him because basically he's, he's quite an obvious one. You know, Conte's way of playing, like you said earlier, say, if, if he's looking to shore up the defence, Royale and on and are both going to be basically the wing two, yeah, two wing-backs. Unless... Unless he he goes there and, and he tries Doherty or he tries Ben Davis at wing back, I can't personally see it. But you never know. Then those two could be really really key, and it would be quite a a good differential to bring in at Emerson Royale early. I don't think anyone would have him. Maybe some might have on because I think I think if you had to choose between the two, region was probably the one most people knew more about. But Apparently, Conte had his eye on Royale back in the day and was ho- hoping to sign him when he's into Milan, I believe. So mm-hmm. he's obviously kind of likes the way he plays. And therefore, I would imagine that he would be a key player in his team. I think that Spurs and Conte will probably take a bit of time. I think Conte, this is a massive challenge for him. But if he can come out the other end and, and get Spurs a trophy or something, then who knows? Who knows? Maybe they might be able to keep hold of Kane. Maybe they might be able to spend some big money in January. Maybe they might be able to challenge next season for the title. It's a big, big if. I said the same when Mourinho came in, it didn't work out. But, you know, Conte has proven himself. He took, you know, Chelsea and Inter Milan from mid table mediocrity to the title a year later. I mean, the guy has great credentials. Personally, I, I hope he does do well for my FPL team, and then I hope he doesn't do well because let's be honest, who likes Tottenham apart from Tottenham fans? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's 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 my hit list.
1: Yeah, I think there's some good options there, and like I said, people, you know, these are these are freebies. We're not charging you for these options, so you know, take take it take it on board, and um, just make sure that you, that you that you have a look into these players at the very least. You know, that that's something I would say. So yeah, yeah, good stuff. So um yeah, that takes us up to our North and South mini league updates. There's gonna be some shout-outs and also we will be announcing the, the manager of the month for um, for October as well, which is now officially confirmed. So um take take it away, please.
0: Yeah, so I'll start with this week and I'll start at the bottom. And I'll start with our main man, Nick Edwards and El Badger Poopers. Unfortunately for, for them, the the good run had to come to an end. And although he has Concello in his team, Richarlison as captain didn't work out this week. He even had Good, who's playing for Brentford, who gave away the penalty for Norwich. <laughs> yeah. Fabian Delft back on the, the zero points again. He had a flirt. No, in fact, he 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 played 59 minutes, but he got a yellow card. So that's why he's got zero points. So overall, 29 points for El Badger Poopers, and that means that he's bottom of the league. Joe Hadley's now looking stronger. He's he's got himself 46-pointer. He had Connor Gallagher. He had seven points from Luca Din and Ben Foster with 11 points. So he did well this week. And then we go up a little bit further and we can have a look at... I'm going to mention this guy just to see if, he, if he's listening because I gave him a bit of stick the other day accidentally and he started giving me a bit of stick back. And this is McGinn and Tonic, Simon Dent. 51 points, a good week. only problem was he took four uh, transfers. He took a minus 12. So interesting strategy there from Dentos. And, you know, it paid off because he, the the four out of the four players he brought in, Rafinha scored, Livermento, clean sheet, Smith-Rowe scored and Rupp. So I guess that's like a, 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 a well, a bench warmer for him. Mm. as I can't imagine that he's looking at Lucas Rupp as his main man.
1: No, nah, I definitely not. Yeah, yeah.
0: He, the 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 transfers paid off for him. I would hate to imagine what his points would have been if he had not made those transfers. But yeah, he's he's sitting there mid-table mediocrity in fourteenth place, just below me. You might, know. Want to, um,
1: might want to check out um what um, certain lad
0: called Ben Marion in our league. Went and did this week. Check it out. Forty-two points. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> eleven transfers. And so he made plus two. Did did he actually was he playing a wild card? No,
1: he's made eleven transfers.
0: No, but was he asked did he accidentally play it? Well, was he trying to play a wild card? I
1: don't think he's that bright, so no. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if he, and I don't think he was just trying to place um what is it? Um the old um no, the
0: free hit, either, but, but yeah, eleven transfers. Wow, um, I mean, he had a good week. Over, in a way, Ben White, Reese James, Smith Rowe again. Son was his captain, which is a bit of a mistake, and he had Obama Young. But yeah, his team teammates...
1: captain as well.
0: What's that? You have
1: Son as your captain as well.
0: Oh well, yeah. I mean, obviously, it was, it was <laughs> a no-brainer. Um, I, I have to say, so we go from. Uh, despair back to success so moving up the league and i say summit deer has has redeemed himself he's he's he got the most amount of points this week he had cancello alexander arnold reese james Connor gallagher smith rowe Salo as captain so he got a really good 70 points that's given his title credentials credentials a little bit more of a chance Put
1: some points
0: but the- for it, didn't he? He made some transfers. He, 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 see, he realized something
1: needed to change,
0: I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's another one with a minus, minus eight. Uh, but the, the title chase is on between Warbones, Simon Jones, who got a 68 pointer, with Ben Foster in goal. He had Liveramento, Alexander Arnold, Salah as captain, Walker with eight points. And yeah, I mean, I know this guy and I know he's not normally that good at FPL. So we what we're we're wondering who he's uh who is given who he's offshored this job to because it is
1: <laughs> maybe he's us, maybe he's listening to our, our podcast and, and picking up all these things we're mentioning.
0: No, he's definitely wow. not. He's definitely not. We <laughs> I mean, have
1: been talking Salah for a long time, obviously. Rafina, I mentioned him the other week.
0: Yeah, yeah true. He's... But Let's 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 move to the, the the guy who's currently sitting top of our league, and that is probably one of the best names in the league. Betty Swalex FC. We've we've mentioned him quite a few times this season. Uh, John Rogerson. He's got Ramsdale in goal with a seven-pointer. Alexander Arnold. He's got Diaz, Ramento, Rafinha, Salah captain. He's got Foster on his bench as well. Would have been even better, but he was rolling in the points this week. 59, but he's got an eight point lead on Warbones. That's one hell of a good title race. It looks like Brad's fallen away a little bit, so has Jason by And it looks like it's maybe a two man title race, but maybe it's a bit too early to say. And then from the southern and the northern teams, obviously state you're you're in sixth place with your solid 53 points. And yeah, you're you're pretty much dominant over any other team from a north or south base and then yeah then we move on to our october oh geez yes yeah. wow
1: joint joint winners
0: it was yeah it was one point in it between the top three and the top two share i mean how do they agree that yeah so brad utteridge with four nails of tie now uh, and Warbone simon jones with both of them getting Two hundred and forty-three points for the month, but for some reason Brad's number one. I'm not too sure why, mm. but maybe yeah. it's uh it's alphabetical. I don't know. And then Bessie Swallocks with two four two. Now, mate, you got two three zero yourself, so that was a good, very good month for you. Well,
1: first, yeah, well, it's been consistent,
0: you
1: know. With it. Some of his consistency, yeah. all good. But yeah, now some um, yeah, congratulations to our manager of the month, you. You win a great big thumbs up from us, but you can't see it because you can't see. It. <laughs> but we are both thumbs in up
0: to you. Yay! Double thumbs guy. up. Yes. Double thumbs up. I hope so, you enjoyed that. Good mini league again. Yeah, we haven't thanked anyone so far, have we? That's that's a bit unlike us. So, thank you guys. Thank you very much for for being involved and and thank you for all those minus points there because I, I, honestly, the amount of hits that have probably allowed me to say. My position; otherwise, quite a few people were, might have overtaken me. So, thank you for those minus points. I really do appreciate that. Um, but let's let's move on to our feature of the week, which is our scouted team. So, this is all about a northern team. This is all about a team that that state has been looking at and and is 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 interested in. And this is Leicester City. Now, if you've not listened to the podcast before. When we do our our scouted teams, we focus on five different areas. So one is good from afar, far from good, which is a player who, you know, who looks like a good player, but is a low FPL scorer. Then we've got a differential, which is someone who is underestimated, but could potentially be a big point scorer. Then we've got a newcomer, someone who is new to the league, to the Premier League or to the FPL league. Then we've got a set-piece extraordinaire, which goes without saying, but it's basically someone who takes free kicks, corners, penalties. And then last but not least, Captain Fantastic. Who is your consistent scorer for that club? And if they're playing, oh, yeah, sorry, Norwich City fans. Actually, that's Newcastle United or Norwich City fans. If they're playing one of those bottom teams from home, who would you captain? against them. So that's Captain Fantastic. So State, please uh yeah tell us about Leicester City.
1: Well thank you Fahim Yes, Leicester City, the Foxes. Team that shocked the world a number of seasons ago by winning the Premier League. Well a bit tough to to actually scout actually and given them given their season so far, it's, it's not gone as well as I would imagine Brendan Rogers. Well, definitely not going as well as Brendan Rogers would have hoped. You know, they're in 12th position. I mean, they're not, they're not going to get into a relegation fight, but you know, they've been just inconsistent this season. I think is the full of the word for Leicester. Um, I think you know, they'll have been definitely hoping for, for better and you know. It's, I think it's one of those things. They they had a pretty good October up until the last game of October, where they lost to Arsenal. Prior to that, they've won a cup, they two, drawn one of the previous three league games. So, that I think they you know start turning a little bit of a corner after a, a bit of a shaky start to the season. You know, well actually, yeah. So it's I think um. They're they're probably going to make sure that they're a comfortable mid-table team. But yeah, in terms of the players and that, obviously they played Leeds this weekend, but I've been keeping an eye on Leicester for the last few weeks. I watched the game against Arsenal as well. I mean, Arsenal won 2-0, but Leicester weren't exactly bad in that game. You know, Ramsdale and the Arsenal net had a a blinder and stopped a number of chances and opportunities, really. So so yeah, um, in terms of what you're looking at, though, I mean, so you you sort of them um, you know you good footballer but you know not really a point scorer in in fantasy football or in at least this season anyway. Um, it's it's probably quite controversial this because he, he should be scoring more points and he normally does score more points but he's not at the moment, But it's James Madison. He's you know he's a fantastic footballer you know and, and stuff but he, he's just not really firing at the moment and he, you know. I, like I said, it's probably quite controversial, but he's got one goal so far this season in you know, and he's been playing every, every most weeks.
0: And that um, wasn't tapping as well, wasn't it, against Brentford. So yeah,
1: exactly. And you know, so whereas previous seasons he scored eight, six, seven goals, he's got seven, five, and seven assists. So he's you know, a regular one twenty plus point scorer normally. But this season, I don't know, he it he just be pushing. I don't know if he's been told to play slightly deeper, try and get on dictate play a little bit more from there. He he has been playing a little bit out of position I think sometimes as well he's been put out wide sometimes and that's not his game really because they have been playing they've been playing it in actual a bit more and as the the, the man behind Barry a little bit because, probably because his his season last year maybe I don't know but it's I just don't think Madison's really sort of playing in the position where he really thrives and uh, so I think you know. If you, Madison he looks great still when he gets the ball you know he's quality but I think at the moment he's you know he, he's that for them at the moment he's that looks good but you know doesn't score him any points type of player so um, good from far but far from good um, I wonder that, if it's not...
0: um, I wonder if it's something to do with like maybe his head's been turned by you know maybe a, a, a club bigger a bigger club have, have gone to his agent and, and tried to tap him up or something mm-hmm. and that He's maybe. unhappy that he hasn't maybe. gone.
1: Maybe, maybe. Um, but but yeah, it's 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 just not it's not working out for him. But I think you know it does coincide with you know Leicester not having a, a great season as things stand at the moment, you know, the the definitely, like I said, behind where they are expected to be at this point of the season. So so yeah, that, that would be him. In terms of your differential player, I mean after this next game, after Leicester play Chelsea at home next have got a run of games, which I, I could see him scoring some good points. you have know, got Watford, Southampton, Villa, Newcastle in the next four games after the Chelsea game. They were games that you'd expect them to have a good, strong chance of winning in those games, and they could have some points to fall. And I think, I think I mentioned him on my hit list earlier, so I'm, I'm, and that's why he's sticking to into being like that differential. It won't be picked by many because out about a start to the season. I think Harvey Barnes. I think if they start playing him again, which I think they will do, and he's getting that fall back from last season, which he had before his injury, you know, I think you know he could be a real differentiator for somebody. He could really sort of take take things. He scored nine goals last season, five assists, and I think he missed the last sort of last quarter of the season, you know, through injury. You know, there was talk of him potentially, you know, getting into England reckoning before his injury. So I think he could be a real differentiator for somebody. Except piece extraordinaire for Leicester. I mean, slightly diff- more difficult one, because there's a few, I mean, Barney generally takes the penalties, but Tielemans is the second choice penalty taker, generally, I, I found. Tielemans, Madison's share the free kicks, corners and, and direct free kicks as well. So I'd probably be looking at Tielemans would be the, the one who comes up on all three areas to be fair. Um, you know he will take penalties and will take direct free kicks sometimes, and he will take corners and indirect free kicks. Madison does a couple, but Vardy normally takes the penalties for Leicester. Matt Madison generally takes the, the main direct free kick if he's on the pitch, uh, and then Tealman's—he seems to be the backup on the penalties and the backup on the direct free kicks. But he does take corners alongside Madison as well. So that, that's that's so you've got a few different options. Vardy will take the penalties if he's on the pitch though, all the time. And Madison seems to take most of the direct free kicks within the proximity of shooting area, with as the backup for, for those. So that's if you're looking at set pieces. And your captain, you can only look at one man, really. I mean Thielman's, yeah, he's a good shout, to be fair, but you know, he's just having a, a good season already and scored a few goals, which is you know, he's not probably known, but, but then last season he's, he picked up a few more goals. But your main man for Leicester, if you're gonna captain someone for Leicester City. He's got Jamie Vardy. There's no question about it. He's got seven goals already this season. You know he's on 60 points, so he's he's, he's scoring good points in, in total. So I think he's just gotta be, yeah, he's he's the man to, to look at. And there's only a few players in the games who've, who've got more points than him this season. And so yeah, Jamie Vardy's your captain, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that to be honest with you especially with the running games that have not coming up, you fancy him to score some goals. I mean, the guy's a freak. I mean, the way he plays not to sort of get injuries, and, you know, you know, and still be going, you know, as he's, as he's pushing on in age, he's really good. I think it probably benefited him that he didn't start playing at this elite level, at the Premier League level until he was a bit older. So he's not like, you know, like what Mike Lohan would was doing, playing at it from like 17. And by the time he was 30, you know, he was, it was, he was buggered that Paul like, didn't play that much. And you know, I think Barney He's worked in as a favour that he's not got to this level until later on in his career, probably. But he's a demanding captain all, all day long if you're, if you're looking at a captain from Mexico.
0: And Rogers to United?
1: Nah. What happened?
0: I've heard that there's no way he'll go because of the Liverpool links, but I was thinking, yeah, he- but this is Brendan oh. Rogers. He was Bush, linked with Chelsea before, like, Chelsea was his team before he went to Liverpool, so I, don't, I yeah. doubt he would care.
1: Links like that, I don't think, uh, matter. Brendan Rogers, what, we were out four years or something like that, all of a sudden it's Liverpool, and that's bullshit, that's absolute crap. Um, You know, it's not, you know, you could have said it about someone like maybe Bill Shankly or someone like that, but not Brendan Rodgers, you know, he went three, four years to Liverpool, and, um, Let's be honest. At the end of it all, they were all wishing, wishing him off as c- soon as possible because they were happy with the with the end the end results. So, what allegiance does he owe them? Bigger all, in my opinion. So no, and look, well, I, don't well, you, I don't think they've got money. I don't think money get rid of all They're not going to go for Brent Rogers. They're going. They're going big again.
0: Then a Crouch.
1: Oh, that's all big. But then, know, they go. They're going they're going for a monster net. They'll be going for like a Zidano or something like that. Someone who can manage big players like Ronaldo, big egos with Bruno Fernandes, Pogba and that. And no offense to Brendan Rogers, but you know, those egos. He didn't have I don't think he had those egos when he had Liverpool. Well, he had Stephen Jarrow in his, his side, you know, so and and he, he would have kept everyone in check anyway for with that sort of player. But you know, he hasn't. We went to Celtic. There's no egos in Scottish football. we it's shit. Um. So, yeah, so let's let's be honest. Not not to Man United. Uh, I'm, not Man United.
0: Gonna, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. For the last couple of minutes, I've just been thinking of monster names. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything, so I didn't say anything. So yeah, let's move on to the the, the final part of the podcast.
1: So game week preview. Basically, we're doing what we might do with our teams for the. Next game week, we've got a bit of a gap until uh, the, the 20th of November, which will be the next game week. Game week twelve. I mean, the season twelve game weeks in. We're, we're nearly, you know, we're over a quarter of the way through the season up you know, nicely so what
0: what were your intentions I suppose you? because I don't think we'll be making any transfers no no I, I, yeah I, f- I think because basically the, the reason why we're putting this game week preview in here is a bit too early to really make any transfers or anything it, it was all down to the fact that last time on an international break we yeah. didn't do a preview assuming that we were going to do one at a later date which we didn't so we're going to stick it in there now I have got 4.2 million in the bank. I've got two free transfers. I have got a couple of problems. Now, I, I feel like the, the big problem I have is, well, it's not a big problem, but are in goal. I need to, to basically get rid of him. I, I don't like making goalkeeper transfers, but I, I need to get rid of him because uh, as much as Ben Foster did well for me this week, I can't rely on a, on a Watford goalkeeper. <laughs> Throughout the season, 4 million, what well, for goalkeeper to say at least. So, um, Raym is probably going to go. Could potentially go for Mendy at Chelsea and then take out Aspilaqueta and replace him with someone else. But I do think that I'd probably regret that because I'd want to bring in Reese James if he carries on the way he is. So maybe Ramsdale might be a good shout or Martinez at Villa. If Villa changed the manager, then maybe I could bring him in. And another option is McCarthy. Southampton are keeping a fair few clean sheets. I think it's like five clean sheets in the last eight. Yeah. Ramsdale's the same, five and eight as well. So, you know, their, their options uh greater. Palace, they started to keep clean sheets as well. So I, I want to bring in Conor Gallagher, though. That's one person I want to bring in. He is, like, essential. And um, I, I feel for Musa Sissoko, but it might be his place that they, it takes. Um, oh. yeah, heart, heartbreaking for Mo. But, yeah. You know, this is this is big big time Charlie stuff. You know, you got you've got to understand Mo that I'm competing Ooh. with State this season. State's got Ooh. his A game on, and uh, we are struggling. It's a relegation fight we're in at the moment, mate. And Ben Rama's another one. Again, like I said earlier, could potentially bring in Bowen or Fornaus for Ben Rama. I've been thinking about Fornaus for a couple of weeks, maybe bringing him in, but I haven't done it. So there's a lot for me to do. I might even do free subs and take a minus four because i mean i need to do something <laughs> i need to change something it's not working for me at the moment so, not wrong. Not wrong, yeah. though, so i've got a good i've got a good base got a good base but yeah at the moment I'm, i've got quite a few transfers up my sleeve i'm gonna keep tony i'm gonna keep kane and antonio up front I'm gonna keep smith row mount sun definite Sissoko is probably going to stay. Probably, Cucurella's is definitely staying. Regan definitely staying. Rudiger is definitely staying. Say, staying, and then Foster will be staying. So Tierney, Aspeliqueter, Raya, Ben Rama, and maybe Sissoko are all vulnerable for the chop. How about you, buddy? Well, Salah out, you say? Oh, <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> no,
1: definitely not. I mean, I mean, I'm, i have i I've got like not, I've only got 0.5 million in the bank and it's just one free transfer this week. So um I mean my ideal plan would be to try and figure out a way to get Alexander Arnold in my side, which is seven points seven point seven million, and I'm not gonna get rid of Cancelo um to, to even and I'd still not be close to getting that money. So i you know, so it's it's probably gonna have to be a build-up, but I'm probably gonna be looking at getting rid of Andrews Townsend, probably now, you know, they had some sort of gravy train as well and truly worked his course. that um, was a very,
0: very slow and short gravy train that they were on. Was.
1: Yeah, it was definitely. So, yeah, I'm going I'm to get rid of him. And I think I'm going to try and look at bringing somebody quite cheaply actually for him to sort of generate the, the, the funds to get closer to Alexander Island. And so I think it's. The, this could be a couple of weeks in the burning type thing. So I'm, um, I think, yeah, it's definitely going to be Andros and They're going to get rid of. I'm just going to make my own free transfer. He's going to go. And not my short list. I'm going to look at Matthias Norman, uh, Norwich, because he's 4.5 million. And yeah, granted, he looks great. He looks a great footballer. He's probably going to score loads of points necessarily, but. And he play. He's gonna play every game for him. He takes the free kicks for them. Takes their pieces, and you know he makes things happen for him. If anyone's going to um, the 4.5 million, so I would then give three up another 1.1 million if I bring him in, and then I'm, I'm working my way towards. I think he's probably the likeliest of, of people to to come on my on my team. Other options. I mean, they're not really big point scorers. You see, so when, with the money I'm looking at, I want to save the money, so. I'm thinking more ahead, really, by looking at doing a transfer like that because it's not going to affect my team. I don't think too much, and I'm going to work some try and work some magic, eventually, to to bring Trent into my side. I
0: can do it early him. though, mate. You yeah. got to do it early. You know yeah. his value. His value's is only going to go up, and you right. know, like yeah. people will see assists and goal from a defender, and they'll think I've got to get him in. Got to get him in. You know, his value could be eight million by the time you try and get him in. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know what you try to do. God and make more hits. <laughs> more, more, more I could just take a free hit for a week and just have him in that way. You know, if I wanted to. So, but then um, I,
0: you know, I would, I'm, yeah, do it. Do yeah, it.
1: But, but no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it. Especially, I mean, Ronaldo, would be not want to get rid of, but since they're playing Watford next week, uh, next game week, you know, I probably fancy that he might do something there. Got so, a cap
0: him. Again, money where the mouth is. Got a captain. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Salah on the bench again. Come on!
1: Well, you, you just keep captaining your Spurs players,
0: like a <laughs> um, you, You'll you'll do just
1: fine. You will. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, what, what's that now? I mean, Spurs have not scored in their last three game weeks, and haven't you captained a Spurs player in the last three game weeks?
0: They're, they're wankers. Yeah. Absolute wankers! You're doing really well there, mate. Really <laughs> proud
1: of you. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, we'll we'll see what happens, but yeah, that's um that's the plan anyway. Get rid of an Everton player, especially since they play Man City next as well, and um and then and then look to try and create some transfer funds to to buy big.
0: Yeah, lovely. So I mean, I hope everyone's enjoyed our podcast. This is yeah, this is. Uh, I mean realistically we, we, we've got the international break coming up so we are thinking about putting a special out there we don't know exactly what we're going to do at the moment but we will we'll find something that will hopefully entertain you guys while there's no Premier League football but yeah I guess it's um yeah just to, to remind you our, our Twitter handle so dates is at FPL underscore northerner and mine is at FPL underscore Southerner, and I guess yeah, Wish you all the best throughout the international break and state, you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Good
1: yeah, luck to you as well in the international break. At least you won't lose next game, eh? next
0: week. So that's, no, that's honestly, I, I never lose, mate. I always feel like a winner, you know. I get to I get to come on this podcast and I get to enjoy my time with you. It doesn't matter if I win, lose or draw. I'm always a winner. Talking rubbish.
1: <laughs> Bollocks. Oh.
0: but no um yeah we'll, we'll have something for you guys and um yeah i mean enjoy your time off relax you know definitely
1: definitely enjoy guys